We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coming up next, early enrollees at Notre Dame, and the early bird gets the worm. Not just early enrollees, but Notre Dame sealing the deal. Early with the 24 class and going hard at the kids in the 25 class. And it's January. Talk about it next Lucky Lefty Podcast. Left. You, you know the saying, the early bird gets the worm. And we've compared Notre Dame and their strategy from a recruiting standpoint and how they need to get in on kids early. When they got in on Keon Keeley, he was a three-star left. <laughs> he was a three-star. He was an unknown. They identified him. They got on him early. They got him to commit. They got Peyton Bowen to commit early in January of last year. Now they have to get better at retaining these five stars, these young men, as the attention comes from the vultures, I call them, of college recruiting. You know, the vultures just wait for the carcass. And then they come as scavengers to pick up. That's Alabama. That's Georgia. You know, Ohio State. They're the vultures of recruiting. They come in after you've done all the work. Build the kids up. Here comes Ohio State. Getting but that's how we are, though, when it comes to transfers. You know, we take uh, that's, a, transfers, I mean, that's a good point. We take the – To a uh, small extent. Yeah, because it's only a few guys we take every year. We ain't mm-hmm. taking no two-year, you know, maybe he's got some upside, maybe he doesn't. We're taking finished products because we know that we got guys that we develop and we got guys with years. Mm-hmm. We want guys that's the, the finishing pieces on top of what we're building over here at Notre Dame. So that's why we got a, a Caleb Smith. He graduated. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's looking to go to the league after this. He's not thinking I'm going to stay a couple years. No, that's why he's here. Mm-hmm. You got our quarterback, Sam Hartman. He has no other reason other than to play one season at Notre Dame. He ain't looking to become the winningest quarterback of all time. Yeah. We're dealing with finished products. Even Ben, uh, our guy, uh, we just interviewed. 
Um, Thomas Harper. Thomas Harper. Yeah. Finished product. He like, man, I'm it's fifth year. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing for us to know at Notre Dame is that if we bring somebody in, he's playing right now. He's a finished product. He's happy to be here. He's looking to take that next step. So I think we've done a great job of doing that. But now we need to be, like you said, the scavengers and the vultures of college football and pick up on guys like finished products that can help us win championships or possibly change life like a Jermaine Burton, you know, came from Georgia and staying for a couple of years at Alabama. So we're going to dig into that. But what I want to get started with is what these early enrollees are getting ready to walk into left. Like it's cool, regular, no matter. It's, it's an emotional thing, you know, when you drop your, your kid off at college, right? Mm. Specifically for the parents, right? You get your cries, you take your pictures, then you have the moment when you finally leave and drive back home and say your final goodbyes. You know, call me if you need anything. I'll put money in your account. Da 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 da. da. And um, <laughs> they're real life hits for the kid, right? The kid goes back to the room and realizes, like, I'm on my own. Yeah. For the first time. These young men are on their own, but they're about to meet Matt Bayless. Their they new, new dad. <laughs> their new dad. Their new dad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What are these young men getting ready to walk into? Uh, you're getting ready to walk into a situation where you're going to have to learn how to use your time management and learn how to be effective in maximizing your time spent. I think you can waste a lot of time at Notre Dame trying to do everything and not get nothing done because it has ample resources, many different routes you can take to lead you many different ways. I think in this case, when you first get in there, you need to stick to the basics. Where do I need to be on a priority list? And that's in that weight room. Yeah. But these fifth-year guys getting with Bayless, setting up your schedule, and figuring out your routine is the first couple weeks. And finding the good food places on campus. <laughs> Kenny, Minchie, Kenny Minchie is the quarterback of this class. I would venture to say physically he has preparation to put in, weightlifting, but there's another preparation that he has to go through that no one else that's enrolling early has to deal with. Talk about that coming from that perspective as a quarterback that went through the same thing. Man, um, coming in, I was just so excited. I think just being able to ingratiate myself with the team, uh, fill out kind of what my role would be, how to how to become a good teammate and a quarterback in the quarterback room. The quarterback in the quarterback room is like how when all the Justice League members meet up and you're the new superhero to the game, you know, you got to have respect for the guys in the room. Uh, and it's a learning process. Have your ears open all the time. A lot of it is just about, okay, what's the swing of things? And then as a quarterback, once you get the, the chemistry of what's going on, that's when you start diving into how do I start breaking down my, my, my leadership roles of how do I learn the offense? How do I help? Man, the left freeze? <laughs> Man, he was in the middle of talking about Kenny Minchie and giving us great information. Lucky Lefty podcast. But it's, it's a totally different task left. And, and he froze there a little bit, but you were just talking about the the different tasks that are facing Kenny Minchie. Yeah, and the biggest task is finding time to find time to learn the playbook. Finding time to learn to find time. Finding time to find time to break away from everybody and just start watching film. Just start looking at your playbook, looking at the basic plays, looking at the structure of the huddle, talking to Tommy, calling Tom, be like, hey, what's this, what's that? Because that's going to help you start getting the train rolling of how you start becoming a starter yeah. by knowing your job, getting in before spring ball. Because everybody else, if you're not a quarterback, you're just trying to, you know, make sure you stay on lifting, you're eating right, yeah. get your classes right, you know, clean your sheets every three or four weeks. You know, you focus on that. You got the same thing. If right? you clean your sheets every three, four weeks, then you real chill on college campus. Real chill. You real chill. For real. But as a quarterback, it's the same thing, but you got to find time to get in that playbook. Got to find time to watch that, start watching that film, watching practice, uh, being being in love with the process because it's going to be a long one. 
because you're going to go into spring and feel like you put in work and you're going to feel like you're the worst one. Like, what the hell? Mm. Because it takes a little bit more. It takes a little bit more preparation, a little bit more. Because uh, I'm pretty sure guys in the quarterback room, because it's competitive and where it's at, they're not going to tell you anything now. And knowing Tyler Buckner, I feel like he's probably not going to talk much to you anyway. So you got to find ways to observe and then take a little bit from everybody and grow. Sam Hartman will be great in the room for Kenny Minchie. Guy that's been there, done that. Plus a guy coming in once been there, done that as well. So who who would be your best friend? Who 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 do you think Kenny Minchie would gravitate to first? Will will it be the guys he came in with, or do you think he'll branch out? Will it be the offensive linemen? Will it be the wide receivers? It should be his roommate because in the first couple of weeks, y'all need to work together on how y'all gonna get to class and you know what y'all eating and. And how y'all going to meet up, you know, to stay, you know, together to get to practice stuff. So the first one is your roommate. After that, you know, you can branch off into position rooms. I, I don't really know too much of the personality of the kid, but you'll find your guy in the locker room. Where it's like, okay, what's up, man? You you got the same class schedule? Okay, you you like pizza up full class like me? All right, cool, let's go. You know, it kind of works out that way. Um, and it's it, it happens fast, man. It's a, it's a fun Super fun experience, man. I just think you should enjoy every step of it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So here's the list of early enrollees that reported over the weekend. Quarterback Kenny Minchie, wide receiver Braylon James, wide receiver Jaden Greathouse, wide receiver Rico Flores, offensive lineman Sam Pendleton, defensive lineman Devon Houston, linebacker Preston Zenter, linebacker Drake Bowen, linebacker Jaden Osberry, cornerback Christian Gray, Safety of Don Schuler and safety Ben Minich. Ah, oh, man. 13 guys getting ready to meet Matt Bayless for the first time, their new dad on the North Dame campus and going through the adjustment to college life. When you show up, the vibe is it's all football as an early enrollee because the students aren't there yet, right? So now you have a few days where it's just you and the guys. And then the students come back. Is there a shock to the system? Like adjusting to the students being on campus and trying to ingratiate yourself, whether it's in class or just walking around campus because no one really knows you yet. Man, I was so excited when the students came on campus because I was the youngest, youngest guy there but also just excited to see what what you anticipate and what you believe college is like mm -hmm. going into it. You 17 on a campus with 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, sometimes 24, 25 year olds. Facts. And you're like, man, this is a world within the world. Like I ain't no going home, Yeah, you know? And yeah, I kind of burned the boat, so. Hey, somebody in my class I might be friends with, you never know. So there was an excitement for me to be uh, reaching out to people. I remember when I first, my first day I went to the cafeteria, I sat with people I didn't even know. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> me and my roommate sat people I didn't even know and just started, you know, talking. And then it's funny that your first day you don't have, like in high school, you have a bail. Ain't no bail in college. Yeah. So we'll be all sitting here next, you know, everybody gets up, starts going all over. Now, where everybody going? Oh, I got class, I got this, I got that. 
That was so exciting for me because I'm like, shoot, let me where I'm supposed to be at. <laughs> so I'm running around campus like nobody's telling you where to go. So I'm asking people, hey, where the building is this, this and that. And so, uh, man, and that's that's what they don't talk about. You know, obviously you want to get into football and lifting and everything, but that's your first experience is after you lift because you're going to lift first thing in the morning. And then you're going to go to class right after. So the lifting's mm-hmm. cool. You get the, okay, this is the routine, waking up early, get my little breakfast before I leave or whatever, you know. And so uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun for those guys going in. But, you know, it gets real about week two or three. Week two or three, wait a minute. What what makes it real? Because school it gets, gets real? Or- it, gets, oh, it gets cold as hell. Yeah. And now it gets cold. Now you got mental mental stresses man they gave me a whole book to read before friday and it's wednesday <laughs> yes sir yes sir yeah what, kind of, what kind of homework is that yeah, that's banana project in two weeks we just started and then i gotta i got what's a what's a what's a valentine's day workout where we gotta get up at three in the morning what is that just showing oh, you then, some love just showing you some then, love left. and then it's like after the first two weeks you're like Man, I am tired. <laughs> this is this is this is for real, huh? You you that's six a.m. every day. It's like I can't wait till the weekend come. And then your first weekend is great. You start realizing that everybody got their own thing yeah. going on. It ain't yeah. like you know weekends. You just sit at home, watch TV. It's like weekends. A lot of stuffs happening. And then you start getting closer to your teammates. Yeah, I remember the first, <laughs> the first time we had some downtime, we started getting more into the weekends. <laughs> your first test in the locker room is is your, is your your wardrobe. How you coming? You know Notre Dame's different because you from everywhere. Cats coming in bow ties to take a test. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like how you dressing? Like you know your first time going out with your teammates is a huge thing. It's like your initiation. Oh it's like, man. Well, are you fresh as hell? Like what you what you rocking? You know, because you can definitely uh get grilled for it your first time, you know, 18 years old. You don't know what to wear, going this and that. And then you your teammates that are older that's been there, like, man, what you what you got on, you know? So that's always a, a good test on the on a on a team side of where you stand early on is your fit going out for the first time. So when you come to Notre Dame, and uh, you know not being a player, but just being a student. I think I have an analogy that kind of fits. Like, because you're walking into Notre Dame and you're looking around and now you're no longer the best player on your team. Now you're amongst the best of the best. Right? You're amongst the best of the best. Yes, yes. So you know me. I came from Morgan Park, bro. Right? One of the most, one of the best academic schools at that time, I don't know what the rank is now, but at that time, it was one of the best academic schools in the city. Uh, definitely was one of the best producers of beautiful, intelligent women in the city. Mm-hmm. But when I got the U of I, it was totally different. Like, I remember my first party at U of I, bro. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen 
the best of the best like I was seeing it. Mm. And I was comfortable at Morgan Park dealing with, you know, it being, you know, full of intelligent, beautiful women. When I got to U of I, for a second, just for a second, it was a little bit, just a little bit intimidating. It's, it definitely is. The, the pond was a little bit bigger, bro. The yeah, pond, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's, it's yeah. the best of the best. I had figured out the Morgan Park Lake. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now, oh, yeah, the Morgan Park, Park oh. Pond. Right. But now, I'm in a Champagne Lake. That's a little bit different. Yeah, it's different when nobody knows yeah. you. Nobody, like you know when nobody knows you and you go into an environment where they know they each other more than they know you at least facts facts it's just a little different because you like i gotta step in the right way you know <laughs> i gotta because obviously the football is gonna catch up but them first couple months nobody you do a, you a See, student that's what i'm saying i was doubting myself for the first time bro I was doubting my game for the first time. It That's has- what it's like for these young men. Like for the first time, they might go through some situations where they begin to doubt themselves athletically for the first time. Man, that first couple practices, yeah, you're going to be like, they recruited me. Because <laughs> these dudes are some hounds. You got some hounds around here. And so all it takes, though, you know, that. It's the first hitting practice, man. And it's like, okay, the dude that you've been seeing flying around, you like, all right, what's this dude look like in pass? Because I'm, a, you know, yeah. and then you get that first contact, or you you mess around, make a miss. Now you're like, okay, 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 I can adjust, I can adjust. But yeah. them first couple hits in practice, boom, bam, woo! I was that was that's hot. That's 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 college football. Good grief, yeah. And then yeah. you know, but that's why I say when yeah. you're prepared, yeah, it starts slowing down. Okay, I, it just happens a little faster, so you yeah. anticipate a little bit more. Yeah. See, the classroom for me was a smooth transition. Right. It was a smooth transition. Was the style of classroom different for you, and how they, you know, ran it, and no, how it was a little more open and more responsible? No, because I was in an advanced program. I got to Morgan Park in seventh grade. So I was at Morgan Park for six years, but I was taking classes with high schoolers in seventh grade. So by time, so by the time I was a sophomore, I felt like a senior mm. in the system, right? And I had already, you know, so we always went on a different schedule than the rest of the school. Right. So I was used to fast pace, you know, having to make sure you listen, being responsible for, you know, assignments, not really being uh, so not really having someone to really hold your hand. So when I went to having a professor, you know, basically doing the class and then I have to have T, you know, time to go meet a TA in their office. If I had a question that was, you know, that was familiar for me. I didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't take me long to adjust like sitting in Folger auditorium for an economics class with 3000 students. And I'm in the balcony because I was like five minutes late <laughs> And my man is just standing there like, dude, this this professor isn't even going to know my name. He's not even going to know my name. Yeah, and yeah, they. But I still have to lock in. I have to lock in, and I need to get to know this TA. Like, forget him. I need to rock out this TA, right? And some of these young men, like, 
they're definitely going to see Matt Bayless and their position coaches a lot more than they're going to see Marcus Freeman. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? So they got to lock in. They got to lock in. This ain't recruiting no more. Marcus Freeman ain't going to be eating dinner with you now. Absolutely. Maybe at train table. Maybe at train table. He ain't going to sit in your dorm and eat pizza late at night and talk about your day. Absolutely. Right? So now you got to lock in. You know, he he at home. You got to lock in. He's at home after a long day, you know, with a nightcap of Benora whiskey. That's what he does. That's right. That's right. So, look, I can relate, bro. Maybe not on the athletic scale, but like there are similarities in college, you know, for every student that's there, that the experience is it, it's real. It's absolutely real. And depending upon where you go, you know, you might have certain uh, things to try to pull your attention, uh, attention away, you know, because I'm sure, hey, look here, man, I've walked the campus. I couldn't play football at USC, bro. Not me. I I can't even imagine what it was like for Reggie Bush, Lindell White, Matt Leinert, and these dudes talking about they going around town, getting into clubs, or what it was like back in the 80s for the Miami squad that was like kicking it with Luke, getting into clubs. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't even imagine, bro. Like, the closest you all get to something like that is having to drive an hour and a half to Chicago on the weekend. Rush on Tavern's great. The, the scene is great downtown. Oh, you know about Rush on Tavern. Oh, okay. Okay, my dude. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. Okay. So okay. there's definitely some spots in Chicago. You just sit right on down the street, catch a mm-hmm. couple basketball games or whatever. It's always something going on. If you want yeah. to go to the Philharmonic. Mm. Okay. You're talking whatever. like you've been here before. You're talking like you've been here before. You're talking like you've been here before. No doubt. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. Notre Dame is closing in on, in my opinion, in the next three weeks or so, probably four to five commits. We talked about how they needed to jump out early on young men. What this staff is doing and the success of the junior day cannot be understated. And I think they already have seven in the class. If things go the way I believe they're going to go, Notre Dame is going to leave the month of January with 11 commits in 2024. They had a 25 receiver, Dorian Brew, from Ohio at the junior day. Dylan McCullough just offered another 25 running back last night. This staff is already zeroing in on big-time recruits that they want in 2025. Like, dude, this is how locked in they are, bro. They could leave January with 11 commits in the class. Mm. That's half the class because I think the class is going to be probably 22 to 23 kids. They'll be 50% done. With the class going into February. 
And they haven't even gotten to the spring visits where kids come in in March to watch practice, blue and gold game. And I think they're going to have an avalanche of commitments once again from May through July, like they did last year. This, A. Hey, tip your cap, stand up, show some love, round of applause, however you want to do it. What Marcus Freeman and this staff are doing with Chad Bowden at the head as the ambassador, it's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You know why? 2023 and the way it went at the end did not deter them one bit. No. They didn't hang their heads about Keon Keeley. They didn't hang their heads about Peyton Bourne. No. They went even harder coming into this year. You have to love it. Absolutely have to love the way they're attacking recruiting. You definitely love it. And I think what's most important, too, is that it's building the confidence in the program that we're still continuing to reach to get better year to year. We're not just satisfied with a hot class in 23 and then take off a couple classes and yeah. depend heavy on the 23 class and win us a championship. Every class that's come in is thinking they're going to be the team to win it. That type of inspiration and, and that type of team is what's going to carry us through, I think, especially through to the end. Justin Scott on the 31st. I think there's about three or four other guys that were at junior day that will eventually make their commitments known. Uh, we don't want to step on their opportunity and their moment. So we'll let that play out. But once again, Notre Dame more than likely is going to be halfway done with their class going into the month of February. And if it, some of those commitments carry into February, it's still left up to those young men to decide when they want to make the commitment. But just let it be known. Let it be known. No, this staff is not deterred at all. At all. And they're already focused on 25. Which, in my opinion, lets me know that, that they, they have a really condensed and concise list for 24. Like, they're going after this small group of people. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it might be 50 to 60 kids left. And as always, they'll continue to watch film, continue to visit coaches like they continue to do over the weekend, high school programs, find out about kids, add kids to the list. But right now, they're pretty much showing you, look, we have 50 to 60 kids. This is who we like. Yeah. This is who we're going after. We're going after the best of the best. And that's it. You have to love that. Love it. And uh, cream of the crop is what we're looking for. We had cream of the crop program. And we're just looking to stay on, on beat with that. And I think a lot of it, too, is we uh, we aren't dependent on our laurels of just being Notre Dame. We're actually using it and attacking recruiting as we're as if we're Notre Dame. So it's a difference in just saying we're using the title and then being about it and showing it in recruiting. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Shout out to everybody that joined us today. 
great things going on, early enrollees, the challenges facing them. Who do you expect out of those early enrollees to make the biggest impact or the quickest impact? Hopefully it's somebody offensively. That's what I'm hoping for. One of the wide receivers? One of the – maybe Rico Flores get in there. Um, I still want to see Tobias get in there. I feel like he's still a rookie. Uh, but I really don't – I really can't tell because I don't know how they're going to fit them into what they're doing. Tommy has an interesting process of freshman anyway. <laughs> so maybe we'll see how he goes about it. But uh, more so than anything – I just want to see them all make an impact in some way. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think one of the wide receivers, I think it's either the wide receivers or the linebackers, right? Because you got all three of your linebackers coming in and you have three of your four wide receivers coming in. So I'm going to put my money on Jaden Greathouse. So he makes an impact early and really stands out. He Lucky definitely looks the most physically ready to plug and play. Yeah. Yep, you know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Tom Brady is on the Petty Train. Mm. Come on, man. I know it was bad. It didn't go the way you wanted to go, but you can't be on the field trying to trip people, man. It's just a slide tackle, man. Come on, dog. This is not FIFA. This is not the World World Cup. It was a little frustration. I understand that. And that's not even what tackled the guy. No, it wasn't, but he still attempted. He still made the attempt to kick. Doesn't matter. The intent was there. I got to put him on the petty train left. I got to put him on the petty train. I just have to, right? This this player, this basketball player from Indy, from uh, Alabama, you're an idiot, bro. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And then they carry you out yesterday, and you got the nerve to be crying after you just blatantly took someone's life. You're an idiot. Idiot. Why they get the other dude? Is it? I thought I thought the basketball players won that shot. But if I'm not mistaken, from reading a couple of the stories, it was a uh, they both exchanged gunfire. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, they were shooting at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hit the girl. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna keep my ears to the ground and and look for more updates. But yeah, that that whole situation is just it's it's dumb. It's dumb. I and it's unfortunate because I hate hearing about stuff like that. How do you just pull up on somebody and commence the shooting? Um, it's one of the dumbest things I man. It's that dang rap music. 
left look, man. But then he's crying though, as they take him out to send him to the pen. Because the song wasn't playing. Jason Hewlett, thank you for the super chat. Best indie podcast, period. Luck for OC. I'm just saying. Thank you, my brother. Brandon Plinser, SD, who was the talented 25 quarterback you alluded to? I actually answered this on the board. I didn't allude to one player. I said the quarterback class in 2025 is going to be one of the best classes in the state of Illinois. I didn't allude to any one in particular. Mm. But Left out to man. I want you to check out his film as a kid named Ethan Plum in Illinois. This is like the person I hear talked about the most. It's like four or five quarterbacks in a 25 class. Most people are saying, like, yo, this is the best crop of quarterbacks to come out of Illinois in a since long Tommy's time. year. No, since JJ McCarthy's year, probably. Because I think JJ McCarthy's year, you had a guy go to Northwestern. And you had another kid go somewhere in the Big Ten, and you had J.J. McCarthy go to, to Michigan. So his year, he had like three. This year, they're talking like four or five guys that could be power five quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. Ethan Plum is the one I hear talked about a lot. And if you watch – I'm going to send you his film left. If you watch his film, he is advanced because of the offense they put him in. Don't tell me coaching doesn't matter on the high school level. Because no, when, matters a lot on the when, you, when you see what they ask him to do on the high school level, you already know he's going to be advanced Yeah, when he gets to college because of the way they ask him to do certain things. I was impressed more by what he was running. I was impressed by him because it was only his sophomore film. He's a 25 kid. So I'm watching a sophomore quarterback that's going to get bigger and stronger. He's already like six – Four two six three six four two hundred something like that. Oh, okay. So he got the size. Yeah, he's already a big kid. So, and he already has an effortless arm. But he's a sophomore, so you can just project in two more years. But I'm gonna send you his film because I'm like, yo, this is this is some pro type stuff that they ask him to do and throws that they ask him to make. That was the most impressive thing to me. Jason Hewlett, if I see Matt Salerno on the field for any reason at all, I'm shooting my TV with the Mossberg. I'm just saying another reason luck should be OC. Luck don't have trust issues. That's a Tommy thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, I ain't got no trust issues when you're recruiting the players. Come on, man. <laughs> Jason Hewlett. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Look, did you play in Under Armour cleats? If so, how would you rate their performance versus other brands? Man, during that time, it was 2015, and Cam Newton was blowing up, and he had them Superman cleats, and we thought they gave us more powers. They were hard. Mm. They were hard. I liked them. The Superman cleats. Yeah, where he was doing this, the little dab and all that. That was 2015 now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, man, we'll see you guys tomorrow for another great episode. Like we said, we're waiting to hear back from DQ to see when he can jump on. And we're going to hop into some draft talk pretty soon and get some feedback on the Notre Dame players for some draft gurus and let you guys know what to expect from the guys as they go into the Senior Bowl and then matriculate on into the NFL. All right? Lucky Lefty Podcast. I know one thing. 
We got another weekend of dominant Notre Dame offensive linemen in the playoffs. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that. That Dallas-San Francisco, that's all I'm going to talk the entire game. Like, my this God. This is Notre Dame versus Notre Dame. Oh, like, good grief, this offensive line play is good in this game. What school that's did right. they go to? That's right. Who was their coach? That's right. Harry Easton don't know. going to have a split jersey. He don't know yeah, who to yeah. celebrate. <laughs> Dude, Harry should wear a Dallas-San Francisco split jersey. That would be dope if they took a picture of him in his office doing that over the weekend. That would be great promo. They they owe they owe Harry Easton a lot, man. What a great opportunity it was for me to even be around it. You know, yeah. We see you guys tomorrow for another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great Tuesday. But most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it different. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,